Well, it's taken about a month after the season finishing, but I finally calmed down. Uh, how's things, Casey? Um, yeah, pretty good. I mean, I did like the moment last night while we were out, but I just turned to turned to our mate Betty and just went, you know, it's really funny. Burnley went down and we did. Yeah. It was quite we nice. Had a hilarious moment. Uh, shout they're, they're, out. Playing, they're playing the long game, though. They got Vincent Company, so. They did, which is so football manager. Mm. Yeah. Vincent Company rocking up at Championship Burnley. Uh, on the subject of Burnley, shout out to uh, the tag team Crash Boat. For uh, showing up and wrestling in Burnley in lead shirts. Well, doing red twigs in lead shirts. It was quite funny. Um, Hi, yeah, so this is, yeah, this is episode 161 of the Mighty White's podcast, or to give it its new full title. Victor, when are you going to give up this no centre midfielder scheme? Never! Never, Leeds. I can't live the button-down life like you. I want it all. The terrifying lows, the dizzying highs, the creamy middles. Sure, I might offend a few of the white noses with my cocky stride and under-23 signings. Oh, I'll never be the darling of the so-called Leeds fans who cluck their tongues, drink their pints, and talk about what's to be done in central midfield. <laughs> I was wondering how long that was going to go for. <laughs> I did think about going, just sign a centre midfielder, okay? Never. And then bees flying. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, yeah, this is basically, because there isn't really much else to talk about, it will just be various transfer stuff. We've already talked about Aronson, so we don't need to go into that. But we have, since the last podcast, we have actually signed Rasmus Christensen. Um, it sounds like it was about 10 million quid, which seems like a good deal on paper. Have you looked into him much, or is it just YouTube compilations? Oh, I've looked at him. Yeah. I've looked at him and... And Brendan Aronson hugging. Oof. It hits hard. Yeah. We've, a... bought, we've bought a romance by books of things. Well, I mean that that's what you do. Like you if you if you buy friends, then they're gonna play well for each other. But he seems uh he seems like a good signing from everything that I can piece together. Seems to have a really good engine on him, gets up and down well. He's he appears to arrive in really good positions in the box. Impressive for, for a right back. Yeah. Um, I didn't get to see it, but there was a lot of people saying he had a very good game for Denmark uh, last time out. Looked uh, really good. He, um, it isn't just the arriving in the box well. Like his finishing seems to, he seems to cross well. As it, the fact that he seems to have a great engine getting up and down is always helpful. Uh, but he's also like six foot two. He seems good in the air. He's got quite a good record at getting on the end of set pieces as well. And I like a tall, I like having another tall defender just because we need all the, all the tall we can get. Really, <laughs> the uh, yeah, the closer we can get to a West Ham style back four of just everyone be tall. Mm. It's a bit harsh on West Ham. To be fair, they're, they're quite good. Yeah, you're more thinking that when when Pulis and Stoke just had centre backs, because we've John, never sticking knackered Johnny Woodgate at right back. Yeah, we we'd never do, we'd never do that with our back four of Robin Cock, Diego, <laughs> Liam Cooper, and Pascal Strauch at one point this season. Um, but yeah, so he uh he, the other thing that uh, like because he's still only like 25 he was a uh, he captained salzburg quite a lot last season 
it was their vice and he ended up with it a lot. Mm. Um, I'm quite, I'm quite excited for this one, to be honest, in that. But excited might be the wrong word because I'm not expecting exciting from him. What I am expecting is really dependable. But we've been crying out for that. Are you saying what we've done is gone out and we've bought a really nice Volvo? You're not going to shout. You're not going to shout about it. But God, you know you're not going to have any problems with it. Yeah, and I'm good with that. Especially, see, obviously, as a right back, Ailing probably not available until a bit into the season. Dallas probably not available till Christmas at the earliest. And also, they're are they both thirty one now? Dallas and Ailing. They're there or thereabouts. It probably is time for them to not be first choice. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm pleased with the Christensen signing. And God, it's nice to have a, de- these de- a couple of deals done early. Mm. And, and as we'll probably get on to, it looks like we'll probably have a third one done by the end of the week. Yeah. Um, uh, friend of a podcast, Ali, has done a message saying he watched a sol- full Salzburg match on YouTube, looks around a lot, very aware in possession, gets to fast to play due to his vision. Well, I, um, I hope that's true because one of the big disappointments I had this season was just how poor Luke Ayling's passing was from right back. Which was weird, because it didn't used to be. Mm. <laughs> but for some reason, it really was this season. So I, I hope that that's It was the case with a lot of them, to be fair. There's, you know, yeah. there's certain games that stick out, especially, you know, you think of the Nor- um, Norwich away at Carrow Road was, was some of the worst passing, and Watford away. Mm. So some absolutely dreadful passing. And, it was you know, not just in certain individuals, it was a lot of them. Yeah. Um, and again, whether that's a, a sort of a fatigue thing from from the Bielsa days, or whether it's ability catching up with with some of the players as, as they've also got older. But um, no, I think I think before as well, I spoke about how we, we kind of needed to bridge that gap between sort of the twenty to twenty two year olds that we have and the twenty nine plus year olds that we've gotten. That you know, there the wasn't enough players really in in that middle section, so you kind of had Bamford and, and Phillips in there, yeah. Um, Jack Harrison and, and Dan James, and then you looked across sort of certain positions where you, you're looking at Ailing, Dallas, Click, Farshaw, um, Rodrigo. Yeah, there, there's quite a few in and around the 30 mark at this point, mm-hmm. so it's it's quite nice to see we're signing players like that. Does make it very interesting to see what happens with Cody Drama now. Yeah, that's uh, one of the things I was, I've actually got that literally as the next note. Do you think he stays and is on the bench at the start of the season because there will probably be no Ailing, no Dallas? And basically, it depends how he does in between then and January. Because if he if he hasn't established himself as like. He would basically have to have jumped Ailing by January. Otherwise, he'll, he will definitely then at least want to go again. Given, given why he wanted to, to go out in the first place, I'd be surprised. I, I know we have the extra subs and everything, but you know, I don't see you know, the, an extra 20 minutes every few weeks hmm. 
bridging that gap just yet. You know, what I, I think he's either going to look for another season, like go for a full season out alone somewhere, or up and leave and, and probably get himself a, a championship club. Yeah. Um, I, I really, I really hope he doesn't just go like permanently, quickly drama because I do, I've, I've fought for a long time as a player in there. Yeah. I mean, I, don't, I know he ended up at Cardiff, who were who weren't in the best position, but clearly last season, I don't think it was the best circumstances for him trying to break through anyway. Uh, but it's it's interesting that I know there was the, there had been speculation that Drama and and Marsh had met sort of before everyone went away. Mm. But obviously, I don't think Marsh will have seen him yet outside of the footage from from Cardiff. But no, no, I mean maybe they might have had him. I, I don't know why. I think they probably shouldn't have done this. There is a chance he came and trained because they they finished earlier than we did. Mm. So he might have had him in for like, well, you can come in for this week as well. But there's no real point in doing that. So I don't know if he'll have bothered. Yeah. Um... But I can't say, I can't, you know, it's, it's not like I can see uh, Christensen coming in at this point to, you know, especially at 25, to be a squad player. Like, I, no, I think it, it, you, you know, Man City and Liverpool can buy a 25-year-old who's going to be a rotation option. We can't. If we're buying a 25-year-old, you you think they're pretty nailed on to be first choice. Yeah. I think, Especially I think... when I mean he he looked nailed on to go to Dortmund until we came in, and it, it has to be said it says a lot for the pulling power at Premier League that, and <laughs> also it it's it is a bit of credit to Marsh as well because I mean I I think if we have a different manager that won't happen, mm. uh, but obviously he's got the relationship with him already. But that I think not that it means everything. It is a good sign that he was going there because they're generally quite good in the transfer market. Um, but you know, there's been loads of players who were linked with great, you know, Saido Berahino was going to Spurs for 30 million. He plays for Chef Wednesday. In fact, he's just been released by Chef Wednesday. You know, <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. The other one again that we've we've spoken about would be seeing where Jamie Shackleton ends up whether, somewhere whether else. Whether he's content to stay around as a, a backup right back, but I'll tell you what, the, I'm uh, not content for him to stay around. The, the death thing is now, it, and yes, this is dependent on everyone being fully fit, but we now have five options at right back. Mm. You, six, if you include Rafinha. Which we know good. Jesse Marsh will. <laughs> uh, but no, like I, look, Jamie Shackleton. I like Jamie Shackleton. I think he's a good footballer. He needs to go be a footballer. Yeah. He's one of them where I, I basically, I barely, I barely even particularly care where he goes. Just find a decent club who say they're going to play you and go there. Because you just need to play. I mean, he's like, is he 23 now? Yeah, I'll be around that. Yeah, uh, like, he's. we've actually just had a question off of another mate, about Alex Benison. Who from the under-23s do you think needs a season on loan? If Shackleton can't find a permanent move, him. If Drama isn't going to get a chance, he does. If Charlie Cresswell isn't going to play, he does. 
Yeah, I, th- I think we said last time, like, it's, you know, I, I don't see Marsh using the, the 23s like Bielsa did. So it might be time for us to look at some of those players and, and think, well, they need to go out and get some experience now. And again, it depends on where Somerville falls and, and signings that come in. Um, there's quite... some of it, some of it would be one where I'd be waiting until the end of the window, yeah, because I still think that there's a chance if he had a good pre season, because I'm assuming Rafinha's going, if he has a good pre season, there's a chance he could be in and around the first team. Mm. Um, like another one, uh, if we if it's true that we are going to actually sign a couple of centimeters this time, which you know we'll see because it's all some centimeters. But if Bay isn't going to play, he should probably go out as well. Yeah. Get him off to attract. <laughs> yeah, it, it, that was the best thing we've ever done. <laughs> <laughs> In terms of developing a player who was about 26 at the time, 27. Um, so the outs. Although, actually, just before we get away... Um, Ali has been saying that he would keep drama. He's got something about him. And he said that it's time for Ailing to go while we can get something for him. Can't get something for him now because he's broken. Uh, but maybe, maybe by January. That's the thing where I was saying it'll be interesting by January. Because if Drama does jump Ailing, as much as I love Luke Ailing, if Drama did jump in by January, it probably would then be time. But it depends entirely on how the first six months of the season go. Yeah, I've, I've, I've still not entirely made peace with the idea of letting any of these players go. Yeah, they should be allowed to just stay forever. Yeah. Um, speaking of staying forever, tell you what, these Calvin Phillips to Man City links are getting stronger, aren't they? Every fucking day. Um, like, the Rafinha one's different. I'm absolutely sure he's going, I just don't know when. Phillips, I'm not sure. I, I don't want him to go, but if he is to... It better be a big fee, and we'd uh, better and we'd better sign two real. And I don't mean two punts to play that position. I mean like an established player in that position, and then someone who's highly rated and a bit younger, like both with the money. So Lewis O'Brien and I would have Lewis O'Brien still, although that's yeah. gone very quiet. To the extent that I'm pretty sure it's not happening now. Yeah. Um, it, the, the, the fee reported everywhere is 60 million, mm. which I, I can't knock it. It's, it's probably about right. Yeah, because, I mean, he is basically in his prime, but we've got that weird thing in football where a player in the prime, if he was four years younger, he'd probably cost more. Yeah. Even though it won't be as good, just because you end up paying for potential. Yeah, I'd, I really don't want him to go. No, I don't either. But, but I do think it might be the, it might be what happens. I, I mean, we, we are not in a position to. I, I, I say we're not in a position to. If you sold Rafinha, you could well say. We're not selling you. Mm. Um, 
and then it would very much be on how Phillips reacts to that. Yeah. Um, but the other thing is, what Phillips has got two years left, or is it longer than that? Do we know? Um, yeah, two because he signed a new five year deal the promotion season, didn't he? Hmm. So a year in championship and then two in the Premier League. So he's got two left. So it does very much feel like we either sell him this summer or he signs a massive contract. Yeah. Um, um, but because I, I, don't, I really don't want to get to January with, with no new contract and time ticking down. Like If, if we're going to cash in, this is, this is the year to do it. Yeah, the, the one argument I've got in favour of cashing in, really, is the amount of injuries he's had in the last two years. I do wonder if it might be £60 million for a player who is not the same player in three years. Yeah. And... I said, it's weird. I keep... I've, I've used... I've said it before on here. And, you know, this thing where... You, you want to be sensibly run in the way Leicester are. The thing with Leicester is they, they do get maximum value for the players, but it's very rare to sell more than one in a summer. Yeah. Like, I mean, I d- when, I d- they I d- sold, when they sold Kante after winning the league, they kept Vardy and they kept Mahrez. Hmm. Uh, which, you know, it was like, they were like no, we're only doing one. And, I mean, uh, the, the, the interesting thing is that you go on and again, the sell through transfer marked um, his his injury history, and it is three injuries that are there from from the last two years. Um, I mean, his shoulder. That I mean, that's been going on for years, hasn't it? Like that's been a problem for a long time. Yeah. Um, it also has a, a probability of transfer to Man City at fifty nine percent, which is slightly down, and I don't know what that's based on. Uh, the way the wind blows, I think it's, <laughs> that, that sounds a bit like bollocks to me. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, make make of that what you will, but if if he went and it was sixty million, how annoyed do you think you'd be? Or do you think you'd just be like flat middle five out of ten? Okay, that sort of makes sense. I, th- I think I'm. I think I'm always going to be annoyed, and I don't think that depends on. I, I don't think that changes with the amount of money we get for him. Oh, it definitely changes. If it was twenty million, you'd be fucking furious. No, but I mean, in terms of, <laughs> I think if if we got a hundred million for him, I'd still be annoyed that he's that he's going. Yeah. Be- because of because he's a local lad, because he's Calvin Phillips. Yeah. Um. But it's it's hard to look at what we did last season and not think if we got that money and it's invested right, we could do a lot of good to that team. And that's always the key thing, isn't it? And that's the bit that I'm worried about, that if it's invested and, right. And, and that's always the, the, the tough part and is... You, you have to suck it and see. Like You'll never know until until it's happened. Um, and, and again, it could, you, this can lead into 
any amount of conversations about Victor Orta and, and, and his signings, but it could well be that we we pulled out two absolute gems with that with that sixty million. That's what you've got to hope for, isn't it? That you just go because there is a chance now. I do not know the European leagues well enough, nor do I get the time to watch enough outside of Leeds to be able to say this guy, this is the person that we should be after. Because I don't know. But I the thing is that there it's guaranteed that there is a player who could come in and be as good as Calvin Phillips somewhere playing in Europe, probably, who we could probably get for like 20 million quid. I don't know who that is. And but the thing is, the fact that there is someone doesn't mean we'd get him. It doesn't even mean that, he'd, that when he came to Leeds, he would play as well as that. Because it, it's it's a bit of a, you know, it's a bit of a crapshoot sometimes to transfer market. Sometimes you just don't know. And unfortunately, we just don't know. In theory, in theory, if you get 60 million for Phillips and you buy a 25 million pound player in his position and maybe a 15 million pound over centre mid. Yeah. In in theory, you've made yourself stronger. But in reality, you might not have. In theory, Aston Villa spent the Grealish money well. But it didn't help them. Yeah. I was going to uh, say, in theory, Spurs spent the bail money well, but no, they just didn't. No. no uh, Ali, just... Ali has mentioned this guy to us before, and I've, I've, I Googled him, but I haven't had a proper look. Kefran Taram. He has mentioned this a couple of times. So I just want to mention that to everyone so that maybe someone who, bless you, someone who has a Y Scout subscription or something like that, which I used to have, but don't anymore because I don't have time. Uh, yeah, someone can have a proper look at him because I, I mean, up until Ali first mentioned him in the other podcast, I didn't realise that Lillian Turam had a second kid that was a professional footballer. Yeah, I kind of wish Transfer Marks had a... A link to, to players who are like similar players. You, uh, I I think that you probably have to pay for it, but I know FB ref yeah. that. Um, it's similar vein to Calvin Phillips, but with more resignation to it happening. Rafinha, Barca are skin. That I can't see a possible way that they can buy us because they cannot offer us enough unless Orta does something stupid and accepts twenty million plus, like. Oscar Bingeza and two other players from Barcelona that I can't even think of names of. That lad who scored loads of goals for Barcelona B whenever we played as them on FIFA like nine years ago. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure he's. I'm pretty sure he's. Bless you again. I'm pretty sure that he is going somewhere. Um, I still think Real Madrid swooping in makes all the sense in the world. Because it. They're, well, also, they're like, like they play like Lucas Vasquez and Marco Sensio on the right. Mm. He's better than them. And they have, I read a thing at one point, someone saying, oh, but we can't sign any more Brazilians because they're over then on EU quarter. But I'm fairly sure that from when we signed him, Rafinha's got an Italian passport. Oh, I don't remember. I'm I'm sure that that's how we were able to get the deal done so quick because he had an Italian passport. 
yeah, like there's one there's a thing here from just before from just before he made his Brazil debut, yeah, saying he can play for Italy. Yeah, his uh, profile on uh, transfer marks also says, bless him as Brazilian and Italian. Yeah, so that's not a problem. I think that makes all the sense in the world. The the stuff in the press at the minute is Arsenal and Spurs both on him. I don't see Spurs happening because Spurs apparently want Richarlison and Richarlison would be a worse buy, so that's what Spurs will do. Yeah. Arsenal... I mean, he's a, he's a good player. He gets him. He, he of course gets in their side. It's a bit of an odd one because they've been playing Saka in that position. He's probably been the best player this season. Like you could play Rafinha on the left. You could also play Saka on the left. But then you're stunting Martinelli and Smithrow. Yeah, like, like I, he's a, he's a, Rafinha is better than them, so it would be a good signing for him. It would make him better. But I also think if we were wanting 60 million off Barca, I bet we want 70 off a Premier League club. Yeah. I, it's why I find Arsenal an odd one because I think they could probably spend less money to, to improve more important positions. Yeah. Like, it, 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 I, I, you know, I kind of look at their attacking midfield three of... Probably at full strength, you look at Smith Rowe, Berdegaard, and Saka. Mm. That that's really not what you need to be touching right now. And I know you have the option to move move Saka back, but I've, I've always like uh, Kieran Tierney as well. So I don't yeah. like I don't think there's much benefit to to bring him in to to drop him. Um, so I, it's not the money I would be spending if I was you know if I was Arsenal for, for mm. someone who. At best, I, I think would be. I think you'd have to give him and Saka relatively equal playing time. Yeah, like um, I I think if they bought him, it would end up being Saka on the right, Odegaard, and Rafinha would start playing off the left, which he's put he's good at. Like he's he's fine at that. He's slight. He's I would prefer to have him on the right because he's such a threat cutting into shoot. But you can play him on the left. But I just think that that's a that's not what they need. So I don't, I, I'm sure they'll go. I just I don't think it's either of them. I don't think it's anywhere in the Premier League, to be honest. I mean, I'm still not entirely convinced that um, Barcelona's financial situation just magically clears itself up at, at some point before the end of the transfer window, as, as yeah. can happen with some of the big clubs. I'll tell you what, though, speaking of like clearing up by the end of the transfer window. I want Leeds with Rafinha. And if they're still talking about it with Phillips, I want them to do what Dortmund did last summer. You know, when uh, Sancho was first getting linked to scum? Mm. The first time, the first season, not the year they bought him the year before. Yeah. Where I said, if you're buying him, it's done by this date. After that date, we're not selling him. And I want Leeds' date to be like, because it's what the first weekend in August is the first game. I want to say, wait, it needs to be a couple of weeks before the first game. And if you if if you ain't gone if they aren't gone by then, we're keeping them for a year. Because they're not in the last year. Mm. It's not like I mean, even then there's still an argument for doing it. But like this is a year where you can afford to do that. 
because one, financially the club should be pretty healthy at this point. And two, there's a World Cup. So yeah. they're they're both going to be bang even if they're disappointed, even if both players, especially Rafinha, even if he's really disappointed and pissed off that he ain't gone anywhere and thought, oh well, I thought I was away and now I'm here with this team, but you know, hopefully we'll be like, you know, mid table and fine. And I could be playing in the Champions League. He's not gonna not give it all because he wants to be in the Brazil team come November. I was gonna say he can't really afford to down tools. No. And then if he goes there, and then if he goes there, I think he will have a good World Cup. I think that's a pretty safe bet. So even with 18 months left on his contract, I bet his value would be the same, at least, and maybe more. Yeah. So like but I I am I am fine with either of them going. I don't want either of them to go, but I can live with it, provided they get good money and it's done early enough where we can try and sort out the squad. There is one other sort of outlink that's been uh heavy enough to mention, but I don't think this will happen for a second. Jack Harrison. Uh, it's been linked quite heavily with Spurs, basically to be a left wing back and also to Newcastle. I can't see him going anywhere because he's got ages left on his deal, so we'll be asking for silly money and I don't see anyone paying silly money. Yeah, uh, I think Marsh quite like quite likes him as well. Yeah, well, I, I was, think he we likes was, Marsh. I was saying... I was saying before, he converted to this narrower role much better than I expected him to. For a second as well, I thought, in my head, Harrison had signed last season for us. And no, it, it, this is the first year of um, of him as a permanent player as well. So, um, Yeah, and I think it was a four-year deal, so I think he's got three left. Uh, transfer mark says tw- uh, 2024. Oh, maybe it was only, maybe it was only three. I don't. But no, the uh, but even still, that's still fine. And I reckon if we if he does well, he's someone who will get signed a new contract. In fact, if he has only got two years left, I'd be surprised if he hasn't signed a new contract by the first by the first game of next season. Yeah, um, obviously, obviously, I'd be gutted to see him go. Yeah, because I love him. He's the best, but as uh, as with most players, I think Jack Jack Harrison's one of them. Of I don't want him to go, but there's a number. Yeah, I, I mean the issue is at this point when you've had Bamford out for as as long as he has been. Rafinha's your your top goal scorer for the season. Who is who is most likely leaving? Hmm. So Jack Harrison is your next highest goal scorer then yeah and obviously it depends on who you end up bringing in but it's not the best sign going into a new season where your two top goal scorers have both left oh yeah it, it would have the the only way that i think he goes is if if newcastle you know were really silly and said we'll give you 37 million pound I think you'd look at how good Jack Harrison is as a footballer and go, well, we've sort of got to take that. Yeah. But I don't think anyone's going to do that, so I don't think he'll go. On to the potential ins, and we'll start with the one that looks like it's going to happen. Uh, Mark Locker, uh, 25-year-old centre mid from Bayern Munich, was really impressive at Espanyol a couple of years (laughs) ago. 
It's like, you're late today. I'm dying. Yeah, um, he was really, really good at Espanol. Um, was rated, linked with everyone, talked with most of them, went to Bayern. Has never been able to establish himself in the side. Hasn't played enough football. It's not like he's one of them who, when he has played, they've all been saying he's been crap. It's not like when they have Renato Sanchez mm. and he just was playing terribly. Matt Rocker just doesn't get games because of the squad that they've got. Um, it's it's an odd one because my first thought when I heard this was it sounds like another auto-reclamation project. This mm. player that was really good got his move to a big club and it didn't work out. And yeah, it's an unfair comparison, but your brain goes to Furpop. You know, Ke- John Kevin Augustan was that as well, really, and he didn't. But the people that have seen him in the last few years and the people that track sort of things like that seem to think this is a bit more sensible than that than those ones were. Uh, it looks pretty good on the ball, it, especially when he's being pressed. He seems good at turning out of trouble, sort of like Forshaw is. Uh, like seem seem to be able to pick a pass really well. Maybe looked a bit slow and uh, not particularly strong, but. Still look pretty good. Uh, sounds like it was us, West Ham and Frankfurt wanted him, but it looks like we've won it. Which, again, is pretty good going. West Ham are higher up the chain than us at the minute and Frankfurt in the Champions League. Um, yeah. The key line, I think, was that ev- everyone who's been following this seems to have been briefed by the club. This is not a Calvin Phillips replacement. Mm. This is like someone who could play alongside him. And it's room- I've-, I've seen everything from 10 to 15 million. So we'll say twelve. Yeah, it seems. To, I think it was uh, Romano saying today twelve million plus add-ons. Yeah, but he just copy and paste what other people say. <laughs> I mean, today he copy and pasted one of his own tweets. Yeah, just he's a did not retweet it. Just did it an, again. He's a Weird. genius, this Fabrizio Romano. Gets Absolute the followers. Genius. Absolute genius but not for his ability to figure out who's going where. Uh, yeah, um, again, one that we probably... we I mean, no one's seen enough of him over the last couple of years to really comment because he hasn't played enough. But in theory, sounds like the right sort of player. Yes, a midfielder. Yeah, a midfielder. I'm still waiting for this to fall through because it's a midfielder. Well, you know, Adam Forshaw will be back, and he's 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 the man to fill the gap. Brad Rizzoli told me so before. Yeah. God, it's a good job we stayed up. Yeah. Oh, they'd have been oh they'd have been ready to kill him, wouldn't they? Mm. <laughs> um, but no, he uh, he seems like the sort of player that I want us to sign because our play through the middle and just our passing was so poor last season. So someone who's good at getting the foot. That's why Forshaw looked so good when he came back into the side, even though he'd been out for so long. Just because it was a midfielder doing midfielder things. And Touch, spin around, head up. Yeah, head up, pass it to someone. And we need that. Lose it, track back. Yeah. Um, there's been loads of other links, but most of them are ones that... Most of the ones that sound like not happening, but that aren't impossible. Like this one, 
was I think this was today or yesterday, but this one makes more sense. Uh, Colin Dagba from PSG, who's a right back, played a load for them, like way more than you'd think until this season that's just finished, and he barely played because obviously we spent like seventy million quid on Hakimi in the summer, so he didn't play anymore. But we've signed Christensen, so we're not signing another right back. Yeah. Yeah, I just don't see that happening. Uh, as, as highlighted earlier, we've got it, we have five right backs. Yeah. <laughs> um, we're still being linked with Minamino, uh, although it's sounding like we've gone from the heavy favourites to like fourth favourites now. Um, I would really like us to sign Minamino. I've always liked him. I think he's a really good player. So I'm just going to. Uh, I'm going to check with transfer mark. See what the probability is. I'll see if they've got that thing. Oh, um, it's, it's down to forty three percent. Oh, that's. I mean, once you put the over round in, that'd be odds on with bookies. Uh, because transfer markets never bet on them. They're basically a way to just grab money. Uh, I like Minamino. Do you think if we were to sign him, the room is seventeen million? Do you think that's a bit steep? Um, yeah, is if he comes in, do you see him being? Do you see him starting seventy five percent of games with the squad we have now? Yeah, because yeah, I, I, I think, I'm I think saying, he'd. Saying take I think he. I, I think he'd because he, he could. Like Aronson, I think will basically be playing in Rafinha's position, the more narrow version. But right now, with the way the squad is, I think if we signed Minamino, I think up front you'd have if if Bamford's fit, Bamford, and then he'd probably end up with Gelhart or Minamino if we signed him. And that would be a relatively even split, I think. And then Minamino would also play some as the 10 mm. on either side. So I think he would play enough games. Uh, I mean, if, you, if, if that is the sort of playing time he gets, I suppose 17 million is not, not too a ridiculous. massive outlay. And at least, again, we know what he can do at this level. Mm. I'm not, not, you know, nothing extraordinary but good enough no well he did have one thing extraordinary I think he had 11 shots on target for Liverpool last season he scored 11 goals which is pretty extraordinary a fair play Uh, but it's not just that he's like at Liverpool he's never looked good enough to get in their side but he's always looked not that far off and he's done fine when they have played him and I think when he when he went on loan to Southampton I thought he did all that as well so I would like us to sign him but we'll see uh, one that's gone a bit quiet. Having this was another one that looked quite likely at one point. Uh, Valentin Castellanos from New York City. It it went quiet, and then again, I've seen I've seen it been linked again today. Oh yeah. So peaks and troughs. Yeah. Um, he's this is one of them where I'm not excited because of anything. I've all I've seen is a couple of U, YouTube compilations. But it's just people who watch the MLS keep tell, saying how brilliant he is. And I know it's the MLS, but the MLS is a lot better than it was five years ago. Uh, 51% possibility of a transfer to Leeds. Mm. It's not bad. Um, 
And when, that, does that mean that when these don't happen, we get to nick one of the square balls gimmicks and have internet charlatans transfer marked? Yes. <laughs> German internet charlatans. <laughs> um, what was it? 11 appearances, 7 goals, 1 assist. 5 yellow cards. That's that's kind of impressive. Him and Dan James, get them all oh, together. I was going to make a joke about... Uh, German internet charlatans. You know what's German for charlatan? Go on. Charlatan, but with an S at the front. <laughs> okay. Fair so enough. it's still charlatan. <laughs> um, so it didn't really work. Uh, one that this was, it wasn't a actual Fabrizio Romano story. It was just him tweeting that someone else was saying it, as he does. Hmm. But... Um, in some of that really surprises me, they keep saying that Tyler Adams is leaving Leipzig this summer. And obviously, American and Red Bull. Yeah. I mean, like, of course he's linked wheels. But, I mean, he looked good in the Champions League consistently. Yeah, it's, it's someone who's had a who's had a good run. Is is only twenty three. Yeah, he would definitely be one of the deep two because he. The, I've seen him score a couple of goals, but he's not a goal scorer. He's a centre mid, like the whole deep one. Uh, I was going to say this season he he has scored none. Yeah, like because <laughs> I think he got a late winner against uh, Atletico or something. But the uh, it, I mean, he's he, a good player. He could be the Calvin Phillips replacement. Like I, if if it's true that he's leaving, I really would be up for doing that. Um, and I mean, he's also perfect for Leeds because he can also play right back, and as we know, we need that. Yeah. Uh, but no, if it, it I haven't seen anything saying, "Oh, Leeds are in for him," but I have seen that he's leaving, and there are a load of teams looking at him, and in that list was us. But yeah. he's he, he's one where if that's accurate, I would definitely want us to be in for. Mm, I, I I think he would be a good signing, and I think again would be someone who probably walks straight into our central midfield if he does come in, mm. depending on the outgoings. Basically, depend on if Calvin Phillips goes. Yeah, basically. Well, you would think that we'd only be going in if he was aware, wouldn't you? But we'll see. Um, I haven't seen us linked with any goalkeepers, and I do think that we need an experienced number two. Yeah, I've, I've seen sort of um, brief mentions of Ben Foster because Leeds need an, an experienced goalkeeper. He's on a free, mm. which I'd, I'd be perfectly fine with that. Yeah, I think when I think when we did the podcast a couple of weeks ago, I said not Ben Foster, but someone like that. Mm. And it might end up actually, bit, but I, just because I think the best thing for Klassen is to go out on, on loan and play. Yeah. So, like, I think that you need someone to sit on the bench. I mean, unless they just think, fuck it, Van der Herville, but, or even worse, fuck it, Kiko. Because he's back. What's uh, what's Miazek up to? Get him back. Yeah. What did he ever go anywhere? I don't know. I'm going to have a look because I am genuinely interested. 
Right, left Leeds in 2020. Mm-hmm. In 2021, he signed for Walter Sierlaj, who is, a, am guessing, a Polish team that doesn't even have a wiki. It's not a great sign. It shows him as it shows him as still being there. Um, the fourth league, the Lurge. So it's fourth. It's regional football in Poland. So what you're telling me is we could get him back if we needed. Yeah, no, it's just weird. I mean. I don't know if maybe he had something outside of football that he decided to focus on. But, like, he... He was... Uh, like, he, he was linked with Rangers when he was leaving us. Quite heavily. I'm really surprised to see he never picked up a club properly. Yeah. Because he looked better than that. Um. So, yeah, we talked about needing a keeper. Uh, is there another... Outside of the links we've already had, is there like another? Because like we've been linked with two centimeters there, but I still think that we probably need, even including Rocker, if Phillips goes, we probably need three. No, there's nothing. There's not anyone I can particularly think of at this point. No, I just mean positions. Where you oh, think... um, left back. Yeah, left back. Yeah, that's that's on my list. Is left back. Yeah, I mean, we probably if, if we are going to start playing two up front, I would like I would like them to go with with Bamford and Gellhart, but we still need another. Yeah, we we definitely. It's I honestly right now. On opening day of season, if we're playing two up front, that I'd play. I would play that as the front two. But I think that we need another Bamford type, even if he's not as good as him. We need someone else, which is why I'm still waiting for the inevitable Che Adams. I'm still waiting for that link to happen because I just think it's nailed on. Yeah. Not that it'll happen, that it will be linked. I think he's nailed on. Uh, yeah, so yeah, more centre mids, left back, striker, and a backup keeper. But I do think um, Allenson, Christensen, and what looks likely Mark Rocker is a good start. Yeah, it's definitely. I, I don't want to make it sound like I'm too cynical. At least it's bodies, which yeah. is which is something we were also missing last season. Yeah. Was just numbers. Yeah. Uh, we 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 have. Uh, I was just going to say we have a yank in the comments, but it's Dan Backley. We do actually know him. Uh, go, hey guys, enjoy local kid Allenson. Uh, covers <laughs> so much grass. Good playmaker. Well, that that's what. From everything I've seen of him, it looks. I think I'm very excited for Allenson to be honest. So I really hope that comes through. But I think we've had a good start. And I suppose there's one other thing to mention before. Not that this makes any difference because you do have to play everyone twice. Fixtures are out on Thursday. Is there anything in particular that you want? Um, Boxing Day at home to scum. Yeah. I was just going to say I want a home game on Boxing Day. 
Yeah. I really want I want a home game on Boxing Day. I'd love a home game on the opening day. Because home home game on New Year's Day is shit. Oh God, the atmosphere is always bad. Because everyone's hungover. You can get away with it if you like the half five kickoff. Yeah, it it just doesn't uh no, it doesn't work so well, does it? But no, we'll um I say I would uh, I would like you know a really what you'd say to a neutral is a nothing fixture on the opening day. Yeah. I'd love like Southampton at home. No one newly no one newly promoted. Just hmm. a mid-table team at home on the opening day, I'd love. Just so that there isn't a shitload of pressure immediately. I've um I just decided to go on the rumours for potential signings. God, it's a long list. Was uh was Danny Welbeck seen in the Merriam Centre again? Uh no, he hasn't made it onto this list. Uh Ben Burton Diaz has though. I I have seen people talk about that on Twitter. That's about as a I mean he's up to forty four percent. What just to go or to go to Leeds? Uh, these are two leads, so yeah. Yeah, this uh, this very much strikes me as internet bollocks. Does this kiss me? Um, yeah, just. Do any of these players by any chance have like fifty percent chance of going to Leeds and seventy percent chance of going to someone else? Oh, let's uh, let's have a look. Um, let's just pick one. Tyler Adams. See if it lists like anyone else that's interested. I'll... Currently rumoured. Like it only lists leads. So hmm. we must be signing them all. Yeah, it must be. Um, um the I, I I you know I'm gonna show my ignorance here. I don't even know who Florian Grill Grillich is, but Florian Grillich is a centre midfielder who I believe is on a free now. Well it's down to thirty four percent, but the, the link is there. Yeah, he's a uh, he's Austrian. I uh, think he plays for Hoffenheim. I'm not 100 percent sure. Yeah, but we we have been linked with him quite a lot, and I think his contract's up, so it makes quite a lot of sense. So an eight uh, percent chance of us signing Kennedy from Chelsea. Kennedy. I, I mean, like surely him. he's got to go I somewhere. Don't... How is, how is he still at Chelsea? I don't like him because he's only got one N in his name. Does it? It's not right. Yeah, it was because it was amazing because they played him on the last day of the season, didn't they? Mm. And I was like, "What him? He's still there. He's he's, he's twenty six. He's been at Chelsea since two thousand fifteen. Loans at Watford, Newcastle, Getafe, Grenada, and Flamengo. This gets better after Newcastle. Yeah, but he can play left back." Yeah. So well, unfortunately, unfortunately for Getafe, Gareth Bale is not going there. No. He can play left back. We should sign him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, the only other thing that I did want to mention is because when we've mentioned forward options there, neither of us mentioned Tyler Roberts, who is fit. And the one who might be the who might be the interesting one is Sam Greenwood. So I, I assume he, Sam Greenwood will be in and around the squad because. Because he forced his way in at the end, but have you seen he's the one having the Jack Harrison summer? Hmm. He is not... I mean, he is away somewhere, but it's not, 
all of it. It's every day. Here's me running myself into the ground to get super it's like fit. A bar weight session is just in sixty, you know, in like eighty percent humidity in the gym. Yeah. <laughs> Which you know, I like to see that. I mean, you do need to have some rest because it's it's bad for you to not have a couple of weeks off. Hmm. But I mean, it worked for Harrison, didn't it? He he did come back looking quicker and stronger, and it it worked. Yeah, it didn't work so much this season at the start of the season, but last season didn't work for anyone this season. No, um, just because we've been asked a question by uh, Glenn Hayes in the comments, would you have Charlie Taylor back? He's better than Furpo. Yeah, but I'd... I know that at the end wasn't great, but like. If, it, if Burnley, because they've gone down, were letting him go for like four, four or five million quid, yeah, I'd have him then. But I, d- I doubt it'll be that cheap if I'm in on it. I think he'll, if I think he would be one that probably find himself a move to the Premier League. Just probably, he's not going to be guaranteed to start if he goes to Premier League. Hmm. But he'll, I, I could see him getting a club, and I, have, I would be fine with that. Because it's not just that, like Thurpos is only left. We we haven't got any. We've got Yelder and Strauch, who are centre backs, really. And Dallas. Yeah, it was a. Is he now a right back? I think he's a centre mid. Oh uh, fuck knows. <laughs> but yeah, we'll uh, we'll see. I w- but if he was cheap, I would have Charlie Taylor back, even though I didn't like the way he handled the end of it. It also sounded like the club didn't handle that very well as well. Read Gary Monk. Yeah. Yeah, that is one thing that has made me have a little bit more time for Jared Taylor, is that it was Gary Monk, and he has been proven to be an arsehole. Yeah. So, <laughs> we'll see. But yeah, um, unless we've anything to add, I think we're good, mate. No, I think that's it. Until the, the Rocker deal crashes tonight in about half an hour. Yeah, until, the, what, like Mickey Croissant? Yeah. Or Tell you what, top, be all the talk and down, Kenna, and then Kenna leaves. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. We we didn't actually talk about that, did we? But we were yeah. doing, yeah. Last podcast, should no one Kenna get a new contract? Mm, he's probably earned one, but I don't think we'll get him in one. We'll see. And then fifteen minutes after the podcast finishes, oh, it's time for hips. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, uh, that'll do us for episode one hundred and sixty-one of the Mike White's podcast. I've been Jack. See ya. I've been Casey. Have a good one. In a bit. <laughs>